You're just hovering. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. We have a mic open for him, so if he wants to talk. It. We're very uh, similar to the to the A-team. He's yeah. our tech guy. I see. You're yeah. Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. Except right. he has a weird fear of otters. Dude. That's right. Well, <laughs> an, ex- an inexplicable fear. I be Is it really an inexplicable not fear? Not anymore, and I would prefer not, not to think about that. <laughs> I want to be very clear. You're not getting me on that plane. <laughs> oh, here's some milk, Mike. No, no, no. I, oh, that's not, that's very good. Thank you. Uh, I noticed the first thing you did was offer me a beer. <laughs> I think I might be getting on that plane. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Brogan. Scott, would you like to say your words? Yeah, I'm we Scott. all waited oh. for Jeff. <laughs> okay, Jeff is doing video. Jeff, he's at least busy. say hi right now. Jeff, no, he's too busy. Jeff, hi everybody. Thank you. There he is, <laughs> little guy. Now today is very interesting. Last week or a couple weeks ago, we changed the intro because we weren't necessarily talking about that. We were recording in the back of a pool hall. <laughs> At a, or a, a, an abandoned comedy club in the back of a pool hall. That's no a, longer a thing. Well. Well, it might still be a thing. It, it, it's a wet dream still. We are having, um, there's a lot of things that they're doing over there, and then sometimes we're in the way. So we're just making sure we don't do that. So we're kind of going hobo. We did uh, a couple of episodes at the uh, the Knights of Pythias. 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 Yep. I want to join them, and I can't Why? even say their words. Oh, I, I want to just meant you couldn't. No, I well, like, what the hell? no, I can't we even say it Every time it comes up, we're always like, we should do that. Yeah. Like Monday, you get free pool and hot dogs. <laughs> right? It's enough of a reason, right? We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. But today, instead of being there, we are at one of our wonderful sponsors. Wizards Keep Games. Yes, yeah. we are in the back of a gaming store. Hey, we're always in the back of something. Yeah, yeah. We are kind of like hobos that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me happy. Uh, huh? This place has got beer. It, it does. does. And we're in the back. It's kind of like and even something that's kind of pool table shaped. Yeah, I, it's, it's very amazing that Wizards Keep Games now has beer for their older uh, gamers. Yeah. And you have a lot of those because you have a lot of game nights that center around... Um, well, I mean, you got a lot of kids and stuff, but ones that are more accessible to uh, adults as well. We don't really have that many kids. Really? No, not really. Huh. Like, our, we have maybe three or four teenagers that are regulars, but that's it. I don't know why. So, like, our 50-player game nights yeah. are maybe 50 five. players? Yeah, dude, we get 50 people in here for D&D. That's We're opening amazing. Up the second night on Wednesdays. Killer. Nice. Yeah. And people can find out all the information there at wizardkeepgames.com. Yep. Thank you guys very much for uh, bringing us around here and letting us uh, fill up some space on a Sunday. And uh, RPGs and uh, D&D is actually a nice leading to our guest today. Hello. Mike. Uh, Mike Selinker. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me here this lovely Sunday morning. Yeah, it is definitely morning. It's a little bit earlier than we're normally used to. It's a fine time to be drinking. Um, I have a... <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a shilling hard cider, grapefruit and chill. Nice. That sounds like a good brunch. Yeah, I would say that that's, that's basically juice. Too. It's really? basically juice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My wife used to do uh, shilling down here in Auburn. Does a little uh, a tasting on Friday nights, oh. and she was a bartender there. Uh, they just get someone there, and the people after work between like three and seven on a Friday, and they'll do uh, tastings and such. And she loves that grapefruit, but they got a of different ones as well. Oh, I, I dig everything Schilling does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I see you guys all have a Bodhisattva up. Um, I approve of that. Yeah, uh, we do. It's actually the, my favorite beer. You right got now. the coffee keeps me going until it's acceptable to drink it's wine. To drink wine. <laughs> not really, it's my wife's coffee. Glove. Not really sure at what point in my life 
I'm not stopped being an acceptable point. <laughs> I, it was not long ago. Really? Like, I mean, no, I think in my early 30s, I was like, no, 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 no. I can't. It's too early. No, I'm going to die soon. Uh, and he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's all about just changing the way you think about your life. If you do it like the Italians, it's always okay. Yeah, You're absolutely. Fine, like. Right, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I have trouble, Brogan. I want to, uh, look, we can talk about games and stuff like that, but I, we need to talk about your shirt first. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. So, yes. I have issues with your shirt. Oh, come on. No. So, okay. So, Brogan is wearing a Reading Rambo shirt, which is awesome. It's got the rainbow in the background, but it's changed to Reading Rambo, and there's LeVar Burton with a machine gun. That's all great. What's he doing in his Jordy outfit? Why is he not in his Reading Rainbow outfit? Because his Reading Rainbow outfit changed, didn't it? Yeah, but I still know what it is. See, people aren't going to... I think it was what? probably for the people that Dude, didn't know. Well, that is the millennials. That is the nerd right there, and man. No, you got you to gotta <laughs> play that right. route all the way. You can't just sort of, you know, route. just go off just go off the path and go, oh, by the way, just over here, Star Trek. That's not how it works. I, I kind of agree with him. I love the shirt, but now that he's pointed it out, Yeah, Yeah, I but have they to needed to that. make sure that people really knew exactly no, but they didn't the because Yeah, you're right. That, they that's didn't. What that was, that's what my Look, argument was going to be. We are in the club we all know what reading rainbow is we all know George. we know all know who Jordy the forge is those are separate people you know i liked you <laughs> <laughs> so now let's be clear jeff no, jeff on. is representing a fine shirt like this is like jeff has got the, nice. the beastie boys uh seven stops off the the nyc lines I like everything about that shirt. That is a good shirt. That's that shirt. That shirt rules. Well, Jeff has a very good shirt collection. He does. That a thing that he really? should be known about. Him. Jeff, where do you get your shirts? I uh, just collect them out through through the year. My wife did not know she was marrying a twelve year old boy. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I met Mike when we first opened the store. We've been open a month. And this dude comes in, and he's he's his, about as, as giddy as a, any of my customers had been. Oh, he's suppose, just excited, yeah. and he's like, he, he's got his lady with him, and or a lady. I'm not going to no, I'm no, not going to no, hold no. you down. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. <laughs> I'm all wow, man. No, you just no, threw no, him I, under the bus. I may drink, hey, he attacked my I, shirt. I may drink. I may drink grapefruit. <laughs> I may drink cider early in the morning, but that is my lady, and there is yeah. no other lady. <laughs> well, they were really excited, and they were going on, and he's he's like, "Hi, I'm Mike Selling." I'm like, "I don't know who you are." And he's like, "Well, I." Make a game. I don't see it here. Uh -oh. I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I'm like, I just I'm new. I know magic cards. And so he he goes, oh, I'm like, okay. Some dingus just came in and some told dingus. me about some game he made yeah, up. Seriously. I'm like, okay, fine. Yep. So then I Very so he leaves and he goes and he and he shoots out a tweet that he's so excited that his neighborhood has got oh, a little that was store. him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, as, as Scott has no idea like, is just and all of a sudden that. I get like 42 <laughs> followers. Like like. Huh. Who's this? So then I go and look. I'm like, well, I guess I better carry this guy's game. <laughs> and, and we've got a a, a watcher, a, a member of our little crowd here. That yeah, Kevin. He's a giant fan of the Pathfinder card game, yeah. which, as actually says, hey, Mike selling her game on the top of it right behind your head. Yeah, there's a nice so. stack of it right behind me. That yeah. if, oh, if should this we have place shakes a little bit, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I've, I've done some games. I've got a few out there. Uh, Just a few. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. I did uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. I did uh, Axis and Allies. I did Lords of Vegas. I didn't um, know you did Betrayal. Uh, I game. did um, uh, some of the newer ones are the Pathfinder game, Apocrypha, Ninth World, Thornwatch, Unspeakable Words, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we carry the Pathfinder card game here and the trail. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure your uh, your customers will come up and demand yeah. all the high high quality Mike Selinker games after this point. Well, that was well, the funniest thing. Is he was enough. he was saying you get the tweet right, and so I, I would just come in and hang out. And I'm not yeah. I'm not a gamer at all, just his friend, right? And I would just come in and hang out. And people would come in, and they were like, "Oh, I heard about this place from Mike online, right? Nice. Like, could follow him like a couple more yeah. than once." It came, yeah. And and I'm just a visitor like once a week, right? Yeah. yeah so well, it yeah. is a, it is a thing for are. me, right? I mean, like, I have been uh, making games and puzzles for 30-plus uh, years, but I've never had a game store I could walk to. Yeah. Oh, so this is like walking distance yeah. for you. Hey, yeah. now people know he lives close. You guys, oh, be oh, careful. Shit. Just, 
Just get in your car, dude. Troll the environment. There's no chance you won't find me. I'll just. Uh, yeah. I'm just within. Like just just do a circle. It's the uh, it's the Paisorazzi. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see what I did there. That was, I did. Really, good, that was actually. actually really good. <laughs> it doesn't sound as good as Loan Shark Arazzi. That's much worse. But no, I mean seriously, right? I mean, like my dog who is now sitting in front of me. This is uh, yeah. You brought your dog in. Yeah, Guybrush. Um, he uh, he and I just walked over this morning. You know, mm-hmm. got up, cleaned ourselves up a little, just a tiny bit, and. Off we went. That's well, we amazing. appreciate that. Yeah. And, I mean, we just talked a little bit about yeah, the game stuff, uh, but you've been in the game industry for uh, a number of years now. The truth. I'm, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm an old guard. I, the guard the, there's a set of guards. A whole bunch of them are new. I am not among them. So uh, having, having been in RPGs and uh, board games and puzzle games for so long, is there any, like, are there differences from the old and the new that oh, are, yeah. are, I mean, that are striking for you and uh, either good or bad? Oh, yeah. No, people know who I am. <laughs> um, is that an issue when you're going, oh, uh, like, no, so to gaming like, conventions? So or? Like, like, okay, years ago, right, um, you know, like, we were we were just this sort of segregated, you know, little little community, right? And everybody was like, what are those people doing? Play board games? What are you playing? Sorry. And, uh, yeah, right. And now it's, now it's just something everybody does. I mean, it's like... It game like there is this generation has grown up without the stigma of games, right? No, yeah. nobody would look at it and go, "That's weird." You play games like they have a thousand games on their phone, yeah. and so True, yeah, uh, and so it's just a really different time. I mean, we've got so many more out. Uh, it's so much easier to get games out, so we have a lot more of them. People can publish their own. They don't have to go through a small group of publishers to get their stuff out. Um, And, you know, for people like me who make sort of really big, you know, complicated, uh, heavy games, we, uh, you know, we get the resources to do really cool stuff. So it's, it's, it's pretty great. Speaking of uh, kind of heavy, complicated games, one of the things I noticed from your website web, website was uh, the aug- augmented reality games. Yeah, we've done a bunch of those. Do those seem phenomenal? I, yeah. Like, when do you do you guys like um, do you guys plan those out? Do you put something well, ahead of time so usually, people know? Or yeah, usually what happens is so we don't have uh, a team of programmers at Lone Shark. Um, what we have is people who know how to design games, and so um, companies will come to us and they'll say. We accidentally embedded a game in our thing. Can you help us figure out what that game is? Right? So we'll say, all right, well, what you need to do is take a look at maybe bringing, uh, bringing your audience closer to you, all that kind of stuff. So we do, uh, we've done some things with alternate reality. We've done um, uh, lots of, uh, we've created a lot of fake organizations that exist on the internet to, uh, like we created a, a, a fictional megachurch once um, a, a right wing Have you seen these? Yeah. Huh? Have oh, you seen I'm, these? I'm sitting here stirring yeah. with my head around wanting to ask the question, what do you mean they accidentally made a game? You mean like TAC? The no, game that was actually no, no, made no, up no, in a no. book? Yeah, well TAC's a great example, right? Because Pat Rothfuss um, is not a game designer uh, but he hasn't, is a quite a bit of experience playing games and uh, he sort of created this board game in his world that people play uh, and my friend James Ernest uh, were both close friends of Patrick and so um, J- James just said I could do tack and Pat said is tack a real game Right, like, and you know, and and James said, "Yeah, absolutely, we can make it a real game." And he he redid it, and it's fun, and it's we good. sell it here at the store. It's really, it's good. fun. What's it about? It's uh, like crazy checkers. Yeah, so it's basically so he calls it a a sort of new classic pub game, it's a, along with his other game pairs. Oh, um, but basically, what you can imagine out of Tack is uh, you got a five by five or six by six board. Um, and some pieces that basically you're trying to get from one side of the board to the other. Okay. Basically, that's the entire goal of the game. But 
Um, people can put walls in your way. They can they can thwart your efforts mm-hmm. by by picking up your pieces in a stack and moving them across the board. Stuff like that. So it's like if checkers sort of grew three dimensionally. Ooh, with and, nice. And also kind of like the game Snake because you can yeah. each other off. Oh yeah, snake, it's snake. it's, it's oh, like a, the Tron life. light cycles. It's a great yeah. game. Ooh. Yeah, you can nice. play it in like ten minutes, fifteen yeah. minutes. Oh, that's perfect. Like the yeah, like when you're talking about pub games, that's perfect. Yeah, you you get a couple of beers out. Mm-hmm. You you just go at each other. You can probably play like three games in an hour, easy. And uh, YouTube videos about three and a half minutes long to learn how to play it. Yeah, it's great. Nice. It's great. It's one of the, those perfect examples of a thing that we like. We like to do, which is just take a thing that that exists in the world and never leave that world. You don't. You don't break character. Just say this is this is what it is. These are what the people play. So we've done that a bunch of times. Damn. I mean, I just. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I just wanted to get back onto the augmented reality. Oh, I was I just going to say... Derailed the shit. Yeah, I know. I was going to derail a little bit further just talking about YouTube and how that has had to have immensely help uh, games that are uh, a, a little more complicated, especially ones you like to make, because you can point people to, hey, if you want to learn how to play this game or you're interested in it, here's videos of people playing it or the rules being explained so you don't go into a game completely blind, because sometimes that can be really intimidating for people. In that game library over there, yeah. I've noticed... This. There are two types of people. There are the types of people that cannot learn from a YouTube video and the people that can. And so you set people down, and I'll watch them. They'll pull out their phone, and one person will watch the YouTube video. The other one will get the rules out, and before you know it, they can play Lords of Waterdeep in yeah. 10 minutes as opposed to wow. the hour and a half you stare at the rule book. Because oh, it's they, been great. Yeah. It's been great. I, I'm How it's look, played is awesome. I'm looking, for the world, looking forward to the world where we don't have rule books. I mean, that's that's been a bane of my existence since the beginning. I mean, I'm good at writing them, but uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't need that skill. I want people to just sort of download the game into their brain. And uh, yeah, the Matrix is almost here, man. I'm t- would you take the wire? I would take the wire. Yeah. Yeah, if they if they said that you could put in like a USB port or something yeah. and then right into your brain and just get information, I would totally do that. Uh, take the wire, absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't. I mean, you know, look, uh, we might already have taken it. I'll get to the second generation of wires. I'll yeah, let, let you guys <laughs> yeah. Brogue and I are looking at each other. We're like, nah. Uh, we both work in tech. Yeah. We know. We know how this <laughs> shit works. Good on no you. man. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. It was like the guy who uh, like uh, put himself and gave himself his own Google glasses in France and like cybernetic him his face up and like like got a cybernetic gave eyeball. Himself Windows Millennium in his face. Oh yeah. yeah. He's just crashing all the time <laughs> yeah maybe you're right on that one yeah let let everybody else do that it's like nobody wanted the first set of fake boobs no they like, just give it a minute <laughs> we'll are those filled with sand <laughs> so that's back to augmented weird, that's weird, that's... <laughs> so back to augmented reality sure. what do you want to throw out there brogan oh i was just wanted to get back onto it and know exactly what it is that you can experience from Mr. Selinker and Lone Shark Games for Oh yeah, reality. and it's it's L O N E Shark Games. So usually it's um a short Lone. thing that we do. Like we just did um let's see. We just did a big thing for Amazon Web Services uh a couple uh weeks ago, I guess, or a month or two ago. Um where we there was this robot that had uh had uh, you know the, the Amazon people were super excited about it, and then it exploded, and so everybody had to put him back together. Whoops! Right, and so so we built a whole bunch of puzzles that um, people online could solve, and it helped if there were people in multiple continents working on them at the same time, and and stuff like that. They, they they, we did stuff inside the Amazon domes and and uh, um, just did all sorts of crazy stuff that we we can do when a company says just here's our toys go nuts. Um, so Damn. we keep doing that. We we uh, we like we've done you know we've done stuff for tons of different games. Did stuff usually what what we do is usually for some sort of launch. Um, so for example, we did uh, we built a, a, a an ancient Mexican city for. Um, for the Uncharted game in the middle of downtown Seattle. So, um, holy shit. Okay, so you, you can't just kind of gloss right over that. I mean, that's a, I know, that's amazing. So what kind of, okay, what's the scope of something like that? Oh, and like usually big. I mean, like we built a live unicorn. Uh, wait, what? Live's <laughs> <laughs> a funny word. A life-size unicorn. Uh, <laughs> live's a funny word. 
Uh, uh, Life-size load-bearing unicorn for The Witcher uh, a few years ago. Oh, my God. We, uh, yeah, cool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you build really it neat. out of, like, so they keep saying augmented reality. I keep waiting for how your phone comes into play. Well, it's, or, I think I messed it up. I don't think no, it's no, augmented. We do that, too. Oh, okay. We just, like, we take whatever tool set we got. Um, the Amazon's got this thing called Sumerian that we've used that we're using. Um, just all sorts of all sorts of things that allow us to just break the wall with our our fans and our customers. Um, so that we don't want to just be like totally analog. We want to be in your face, however you want to be want to have us there. And so, for example, we have. Um, this game Apocrypha that we put out. It's sort of our follow-up to the Pathfinder adventure card game. And uh, we created an app um, called the Apocrypha X1 Companion app that uh, updates the game in real time. That is, it's always the game is always played on the day you're playing it, and it responds to the news and changes your game. Uh, so, so you wake up, you fire up your phone, and you're like, "Oh my God!" Uh, you know, there's uh, chaos in the White House. No, I know. <laughs> that was actually one we could write in advance. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> but um, but that's uh, a good one. But you know, I mean, like like a bomb cyclone hit the Northeast uh, a few. Uh, months ago, so we just wrote about that. You know, we and we just keep changing your experience based on what's going on in your world. And wow, like really, I mean, essentially, uh, when Brogan and I started gaming, ooh, longer than I mean, not as and twenty twenty yeah. two years ago. Yeah, when we started, like when we met. Ago. God, you guys are old. Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> <laughs> not like it us was, young guys. It was. It was. In a, a game store that was kind of gnarly, kind of dingy, the original Wizard's Keep. The, origi- the namesake of this store. Mm-hmm. But it was where we got our stuff, and then we you know, we moved to Nibbles and Bites, yes. which was... It Even w- worse. Yeah, it was <laughs> dark, danky, nasty, you know... Pug-scented. Yeah, pug-scented. Uh, but there, was, like, there would be people in the back every once in a while playing, I think, like VGA Planets, and that was the extent yeah, of sure. technology that was in the game store. Mm-hmm. And now you You've got your cell phone apps can update the game that you're the board game you're playing. You've got augmented reality. You've got altered reality. You've got YouTube and the technology has just turned gaming. And even like you said, with the, just the little the cell phone games that you can play while taking a shit. It's just you can do so much with gaming and technology now that it's. I'm still astounded when people are talking about all the stuff that you've done with it. Yeah, I mean, for us, there's sort of two competing principles. The first is. We don't want you to look at your phone. We want you to mm-hmm. play the thing, you know, and if you're taking time, if there's a point in your gameplay experience where you can disengage and go, you know, check out your Hotmail, whatever, that's that's no good. We don't want that, right? We want you to constantly be engaged on everybody's turn and stuff like that. But if we can also make it an immersive experience where you're like, okay, wait, I really do need to go look at my phone. Uh, I, that's important now. Like that's that's even <laughs> rules right? arguments. Yeah. So oh, that's I mean, that, and, and on a functional level, that's true too, right? So we can update the game I mean, on a, in a very different way in real time too. Like our games are loaded with errors. Um, you know, we look. We're not gonna we're not gonna hide that. We got FAQs as long as uh, long as my arm. But uh, but the key is um, we can catch those and update them. You know, on our app on our website. Uh, so that people have the most recent experience. I mean, our rule books are living rule books because people catch stuff. Like, uh, it's important to understand that um, we make a kind of game called exception-based games, which is a stupid term, but basically what it means is there's a set of rules and all the cards are exceptions to those rules. Right? They all, mm, oh, yeah. They all break the rules in one way or another, and so you have to know all the rules, and then you have to know how <laughs> all the cards break them. Kind of like, and, I don't know, magic yeah, cards. Yeah, exactly the whole premise of Magic the, the Gathering. The magic, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I worked on magic for a very long time, and, and so I sort of built that methodology in my head of how that stuff works. Well, um, you know, we have to be aware that people will find combinations of things that we just could never have seen and so we have to update in real time when that stuff occurs and uh you know i mean uh we've been lucky we haven't had to ban anything you know one of the things i didn't like about 
uh, working on magic was the thought that people could work really hard on something and then discovered that it was, you know, it was so broken that they had to remove it from the environment entirely. I think that's... They've gotten pretty good about it. Well, yeah. actually, that's not true. The last the last couple of years have been really bad. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, look, it, but, it's a hard job. Don't uh-huh. get, look, there's, there's, there's some, like, uh, 15,000 cards, maybe 30,000 cards. Right now? Yeah. There is way more than that. I want to say there's... So there's 94 sets. 94? Fucking four? Yeah. 94 set, 95 uh, set. We have been playing for 25 years. Yeah, so about yeah. 15,000. Uh, 15, uh, I, I want to say it's close to like 29,000. Yeah, something like that. It's so a lot. A, <laughs> I don't know how many of those are uniques, but, but the point mm-hmm. being, yeah, I mean, like, that's impossible to keep in your head. I mean, I know, I've known every Magic the Gathering rules manager. Uh, in the entire history of magic, I know one, and he's still alive and sane. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it's <laughs> I don't know really how hard. It's a really hard job that has some turnover to it. Right? He's got a really because, dark sense of humor. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, yeah, we have got one that plays on our commander night. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Matt, 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 and Mark Gottlieb, Matt, mm-hmm. Matt Mark Gottlieb, those yep. guys, yep. those guys have just um, somehow committed that entire database to their head. Um, I can keep all of Pathfinder in my head. That's about that's about four thousand cards, um, which is, and I'm the only person who can, um, even among my office. Like everybody turns to me and says, "What was that one time we did this one <laughs> stupid thing?" I'm like, "Well, that was this time." And uh, uh, the other day, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's in Rise of the Rune Launch 4. Uh, and they were like, and the question wasn't, when did we do a card with this name? It was like, when did we use the word or in this manner? <laughs> right? It's like, you know, I'm like, oh, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How does the English language affect yeah. board gaming? And that is a huge thing a lot of the times, oh, too. Yeah. That's why that's why we have these FAQs, right? Because, like, there's a classic example of a game of mine uh, that I did with James, the guy who did TAC, um, called uh, Lords of Vegas. And... Um, it's a casino management game. You build all of Las Vegas during the game. And uh, there was a time when uh, uh, there's a rule that says uh, you, may, you may do the following actions in order to manage your casinos. And it listed a bunch of actions. And then two sentences later, it says you can do this in any order. And so mm-hmm. people were like... I don't know how to play this game. I'm like, what are you talking about? It says you can do these things in order to manage your casinos. This one, then that one, then this one, then that one. I'm like, that's not what that's exactly what that means. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. I must do these in order or in order. A couple sentences. Yeah, in order. You can do them in any order, and but so you must do... It's yeah. Just like, it's just like the English language constantly betrays us. It's the best best language ever created because it makes my other half of my life... Uh, I'm a puzzle designer. Fantastic. Right? <laughs> being a puzzle designer in English is way better than being in any other language. But, a puzzle designer. Yeah. Like, but, not, not like actual physical puzzles with an image. Oh, I make all sorts of things. Ooh. Um, yeah, I do. Like, I do. I do. I've made... Any kind of puzzle that you can think of. I, I know you've recently done one for uh, the the Mox Boarding House does a, yes. the charity gauntlet, and that one is the the it, what they do is every year they'll do uh, a charity for it depends and it'll go between them all, but a whole bunch of game companies will come out. They'll bring up a team and they will play a bunch of board games, and then there's one final game um, that is a surprise and usually custom made for the event. Yep. And you've done it for a couple of years. Well, no, I've only done that last part once. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. So uh, this year, um, Paul Peterson, who did Guillotine and Smash Up and uh, other games like that, worked with me mm-hmm. on Smash Up's great game. Uh, Smash Up is amazing. Worked with me on the Pathfinder Adventure Card game. Uh, he and I did a, a puzzle hunt that was called The Keys to the Kingdom, and basically it was a board game puzzle hunt. You had to know some stuff about board games. You had to bet on whether or not you knew enough about the board game to not take the hints. That is, you, you gave a key to the library to get the game, or you just did it on your own. And, and anyway, the um, and it was super fun. We uh, we raised a ton of money for charity um, for this co- charity, Wellspring uh, Family Services, and um, uh, but it was really great. We uh, we the the gauntlet is a special thing because um, everybody's there to raise money for charity and to you know uh, support each other and to be a part of the community and stuff like that it's the most vicious 
Yes. Event. I was about to say, where's the butt? Where's the butt? No. (laughs) I've participated a couple of times. So, like, it's like like Bungie and Wizards and PopCap and all these other game companies, and they go go hard. Like, they come in and train. Valve, yeah. They train for a month or more. Dude, these motherfuckers reverse engineer board games to win in the least amount of time possible. Hold on. To wreck. They pools. train. They train to they train. Be, to, yes. to play no, they, the game. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 They, they go into Rocky mode. It's, it's totally, serious business. Yeah, there's a montage they, with Survivor songs. They in the chase chickens around <laughs> while reciting the board game well, rules. Carrying, why? Carrying logs. Yeah. But, no. It's serious. But no, why? Carrying people. We're joking, but it's really true. Like they, for they, they for do. the prize, which they is do. a gauntlet. The ga- the prize is that you get to hold for a year. Just for bragging rights. Yeah. It's basically a mailed glove, right? That you have possession of for a year until you inevitably lose it the next year. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, it is it is a big deal, right? I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, we raise 100000 bucks for charity. That's great. You know, we all want to do it, right? That's like, and in the back of our, our minds, that's what we're doing. But in the front of minds, we're killing everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, we're just like... We're, it's stressful. Yeah, it's, it's a that's hard funny, day. Um, so I, uh, I've i never... Um, so I've, I've uh, helped out a few times. I, I did a trivia game last year, and then I did this thing this year. Um, oh, that's right. You did the trivia game. But I've never... Um, Never participated um, because I don't want to kill my friends that much. But um, <laughs> but the people who gird up, man, they're like like we were we were play testing the puzzle hunt. We had to do it at Mox Boarding House, um, and we reserved the the sort of speakeasy room, the sort of private room that they have, right? Um, and that was a really good idea because in the front of house, people were training. On the games for ga- the gauntlet. Yeah, if so you were if just out in the it, open. Yeah, they would have just come over and said, oh, hey, Mike, what you doing? Like, oh, this would be bad, right? Spygate here yeah, with a absolutely. charity event. No, totally, totally. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a serious thing out here. I mean, when you have, I mean, it's sort of a symptom of one of the best things, which is we have like 400 game companies in this town. Hey, guys. Do you like board games? Do you like miniature games? Do you like card games? Do you like any kind of game that doesn't require a battery in it? Well, let me tell you about our partner, Wizards Keep Games and Renton. They're up there at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. Go up there, check them out, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. They've got nightly events, they've got magic tournaments, they've got board game days, they've got specials, they've got all kinds of stuff. Go in there, and if you make any purchase over $20, you get an entry into a drawing Ooh. good for $100 in-store credit if you win. Oh, dang. It is announced at the end of every month in the newsletter, and I heard the owner is pretty awesome. And I also heard that the employees are all right. So get in there, check them out, have a good time, support a local business, and learn about games. Where can you find it online? Oh, yeah. WizardKeepGames.com. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, I think there's, yeah, there's Twitter and there's an Instagram. Perfect. So get it. Wizards Keep Games. Yeah, them. Hey, everybody. It's Justin, and I'm here to talk about the Lindsay Jackman Group. Now, Lindsay Jackman understands that buying and selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience, and that's why they have highly seasoned real estate professionals, and they're dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized service for everyone. They take a lot of great pride in the relationships they build, and they're going to work relentlessly on your behalf to help you achieve your real estate goals. Uh, Definitely check them out. You can contact Lindsay Jackman at 253-857-3316. She's located on 7201 Pioneer Way in Gig Harbor, and you can find all of that information just by searching for the Lindsay Jackman Group. Check it out. It's it's such a nerd mecca here. Yeah, we're the and it's so I've I mean people have always asked me like what do I need to do to be a great game designer? What do I need to do? So my answer game. is move to Seattle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Because it, I mean that's your first step. All other steps are are failures. Because 
Because you will find here a community of people that you can play test with. It's warm. It's welcoming. It's, we learn from each other. We just yesterday had a convention called Evergreen Tabletop Expo, which has the game, oh, yeah. game design academy. And the academy is like game designers learning from game designers. There's a thing called PaxDev, which I ran for the last seven years. Um, Shit, you ran that? Yeah. Congratulations. I, God. I, uh, I gave it up this year. Um, I'd run it for seven years and it was it was great because basically I could invite all my friends to and smarten all my other friends right <laughs> but um, it was it was a it was a big grind I, I uh, so this year I just said guys I'm out and uh, it's it's gonna go great without me but um, but you know I mean like every year Every day, the um, Seattle game design community is out there for each other. We don't compete with each other. We don't. We don't like. Uh, we don't like try to try to beat each other in any way. We just know that if all if any of us succeed, all the rest of us succeed. And it's one of those things like move to Seattle, but when you realize you can't afford Seattle, move down south. Yeah, seriously. Go <laughs> you might not come yeah, come out, hang out in Renton or Tacoma. Yeah, we'll come to Wizards Keep Games. <laughs> I was really happy because I, I moved out here. So I was born in Seattle. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm a, nice. I'm a local. I went to Garfield High School. I, you know, I'm a, uh, but I moved to Chicago uh, and chased a serious career, which was. Um, I uh, was an investigative reporter what? Uh, for for uh, years, and also a political consultant. So I was around the beginnings of what would become the Obama administration and all that, right? And so it was all very serious, and it was great. And eventually, at some point, at the ripe old age of I think twenty seven, I was like, "This is this is too. I don't want to do this anymore. Right? <laughs> it's all great." Um, so I threw my wife into the. Um, Geo Metro and we we uh, nice. It's a the convertible. Shopper. Oh, do they actually made those in convertibles? Oh my god, it's the hottest car. It could turn around in a parking space. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just kind of uh, Geo Metros and gaming. Yeah, we would. Uh, my buddy, my like seriously, the dude is like what Jeff is six, like six. He's like six six. Pounds. Yeah, four hundred pounds, and he owns this little tiny green Geo Metro. We called it the Thrash Hopper. Nice, I love it. And we would it, we would pack in back when Wizards uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast had the Game Center up on on the Ave and we'd pack at least five of us yeah that's how you do yeah we'd have we'd have the four fatties and one skinny friend who was smushy Jesse and we'd just shove him right in the back yeah usually it was me and Logan in the back and that is yeah and that was when I was like 350 like so this is not this is not a good day and Uh, it would be Brogan and Jeff in the front and we would just roll up yeah. every Friday. No, the, the, the Metro Convertible was the greatest car, man. It was uh, it was three gerbils in the engine. Um, <laughs> Got you there. Yeah, it was almost. It was, it was fantastic. Usually. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, and we moved out here and 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 started up with Wizards of the Coast when they just put out Magic. But um, you know, I mean the the um, the environment here is is so strong and. Uh, just everybody when they come here they just like how do you how do you not it's like i guess it would be something like being an actor if you lived in new york right like mm-hmm. you know you'd go to every play every night and you'd be broke mm-hmm. uh, but you'd see people that you knew on stage all the time well that's what it's like for being a game designer here we can go we we get together for for drinks we play each other's games we uh we hang out we we teach each other we get better and we're just all better than everybody else because we <laughs> have all those people around us who are supporting us and it's pretty it's pretty amazing it makes me think of this so we just had this this guy I want to call him a kid, but he's probably a grown ass man. He's just younger than I am. <laughs> right. uh, he came in and he finally just got his the so he's been working on his prototype for his game forever, oh, right? Oh, he finally just got the tray for it. Yeah, and I'd never seen somebody so excited to see just a plastic yeah, tray. Plastic he's tray. like, <laughs> he's like, Brogan, Brogan, can I come see this? We're gonna do a live unboxing here at your store, yeah. and I'm gonna show everybody how the new tray works. I'm like. What? That's a yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, and he and he put it together, and the game's called Aegis. It's a actually it's a it's a robot building game. Oh, you fun! Your, you can build your own robots in a million different ways, and then you battle each other. Yeah, really neat game. But uh, the way that his tray worked and how it all put back together, and yeah. he's like, and you can use it moment. to play with the game, and he had it all thought out. And I'm like, I never put that much thought into any no, form of a, packaging really ever. True. I I am uh, I've been been blessed and cursed on that subject. Uh, I have. Um, like my game, the Ninth World, which is coming out, uh, I guess this month. Holy cow, it's June! Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, so this month, um, uh, 
two weeks from now. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> the Ninth World will be coming out. It's this game we did um, with Monty Cook games. It's set, Monty oh, Cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, Monty Cook. It's set a billion years in the future. Nice. Yeah. So we're still around? That's great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Why don't we hang out? <laughs> uh, but it's got the best box. So I, I came into my office and I was like, this is what I think for the box. Uh, I want it to stand up. I want it to be 12 inches by 5 inches by 5 inches. I want it to be a, a monolith that's just sitting on the table. And that's it. I'm going to lunch. And uh, <laughs> everybody was like, that is not a... Th- what are you talking about? But they put their heads together and came out with this amazing fold-out board that comes off the 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 main box uh, and it's got two trays that uh, nest into each other where all the pizzas just go, you know, right in the dice, have their own slots and, and all that. And you just pull them off and, and, and they each have a tray covering that goes on top of it so the cards don't get mixed up and all. That's great, right? And you just go, wow, you know, a whole lot of thought was just put into let's just make a thing that you want to have around for a while, right? That's pretty great. And then sometimes, uh, you know, a game comes along and there's nothing you can do except, you know, just put it in the box and hope it all holds together because <laughs> it's so complicated, so 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 much going on that you just can't do that, right? So, but yes, I know exactly what your guy was going. Yeah, through. he's like, and it also holds them completely sleeve. Exactly. And I'm like, ooh, ooh yeah, that's what huge. kind well, of sleeve? And that's it's huge. There's there's there are companies now that are dead set or not dead set, but they are their their whole their whole business model is to uh, are to make the inserts for yeah. board games better. Mayday. Exactly. So so we work real closely with Broken Token and Dapper Devil mm-hmm. um, to make games. Uh, they now so uh, Dapper Devil just made a, a beautiful insert for our game Thornwatch, or not insert, sorry, a, a wood box. Oh wow! For our game Thornwatch, uh, it's beautiful. It feels like it came right out of a forest. Um, Broken Token has made uh, an insert for the Pathfinder Adventure card game and is going to be making a, a book-like, a, a game box that looks like a book for Apocrypha. What? That's pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, I understand that to a certain extent. I mean, I'm a guy who destroys games. Uh, I don't believe in the sanctity. <laughs> like, well, oh. people, so it's fair, right? I mean, like, yeah. I, I believe they're, they're objects to be consumed um, because the, the key is the play. <laughs> Right, not, mm. the, not the preservation. Yeah, right. Yeah. For me, because I'm just like, okay, give it to. Um, uh, but other people uh, that are close to me are like, no, 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 no. We want to treasure this. We want to put it up on its pedestal yeah. and, and let it be seen for the wonder that it is. I'm that That's guy cool. too, man. Anything. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I use it if it's meant to be used. I use it. Well, and I think yeah. of it from as a magic playing perspective. Yeah, it's sacrilegious to play with cards without sleeves on them because yeah. some of the cards oh. were so much. Money. I, I almost so got I would prefer to shuffle with sleeves. And I almost got ended up getting uh, sleeves for my Cards Against Humanity cards. Then I realized that was a little excessive. But the only other time that I've actually literally flipped out on somebody was because <laughs> it was someone we knew. My ex-wife. There we go. Who uh, didn't understand one of my Cards Against Humanity cards. Got really mad. She was hammered and ripped it in half. He's like, I don't like this nice. one, and just ripped it. And I was yeah. like, nice. what the fuck? <laughs> and I, obviously, oh, I have totally gotten over that. Yeah, it looks so. <laughs> yeah. No! Uh, <laughs> but, like, like normal wear and tear and stuff. I, I, I'm no, I, mostly on the same on that. We're, we're the same. <laughs> like, we, know, we all know Cheetos aren't game food. Like, we all get Yeah, that, right? yeah, like, totally. But uh, <laughs> Never mind that pro I tip. Cheetos over there on this rack. I know, right? What's wrong with you? But, They're delicious. You know, I mean, like, they are delicious. <laughs> Good on a pizza. Food. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we, look, uh, we play so many versions of games before they come out. Uh, that the, when they actually come out, we're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, because we've already trashed 30 versions of the game you've never seen. So. There's a lot of work that goes into making games, and I don't think people really necessarily understand that. Like, it's like putting anything together. You can you could build a game that is just something for you and your friends to hang out and play, maybe just with a deck of cards or something. But the stuff you're talking into takes weeks, months, years to do. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're uh, we have people whose job it is to build various portions of the car. 
Right? Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. don't like not nobody rolls in and said I made a car. <laughs> that's not how that's not how we do that. I don't think that happens in in Detroit or or uh, you know wherever they the make cars now or whatever. I don't think somebody just comes. Yeah, in Royals says, Rolls Royce was the last one to do that. Right, they just roll in with this thing. <laughs> one person made, roll in with this thing they made. I made uh, this. You know, in the weekend, fully functional <laughs> car. Uh, you know, I don't think that happens. I think you come in with like you know I drew this car out on a piece of paper. I've got a great idea for some headlights. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. And so when you're making stuff as weird as ours is, yeah, I mean, you have people who are like, okay, let's, like, I'll, I'll usually start a game at my company by, by rolling in one day and say, guys, I just want you to listen to me for 15 minutes. Um, which is rare, by the way, at my company. Uh, Can you please? Everyone's like, all right, 15 fine. seconds is usually all I get. Um, <laughs> but uh, but they do. Like, they sit down. They sort of, uh, and I just start walking around the room with the writing on the whiteboards and saying, and it looks like this, and it's got these these nine panels, and da 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 And I'm just, uh, and everybody just sort of waits and waits. They literally don't interrupt me um, unless they're like, I said something that didn't make any sense. And then eventually they'll say, so are you done? And I'll go, yeah, I think that's it. And they're like, okay. And then they just start ripping it to pieces. And uh, <laughs> like they should. Right. That's why they get a paycheck. Absolutely. I don't need if I if I could make everything myself, none of those people would be employed. <laughs> so uh, I make it clear that they understand that. <laughs> it is my flaws that is giving them jobs. <laughs> hey, it's being it's good to be I pragmatic call that about to my that. Employees here. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a really good way to uh, go about it. No, it's fair. Like I mean, uh, honestly. <laughs> It's like 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 James is real different. So James uh, James Ernest is a is a wonderkind. He can he can design. He can do the graphic design. He can do the 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 playtesting. He does everything himself. Sounds like Jeff. Jeff does everything behind the scenes for and us. I, I don't. Yeah, that's great. Like it's it's awesome to have like that sense of I will control everything and I'll make it the way I want to be. Um, I have chosen the other route. I've chosen not to get good at anything. Um, and it's, You're an ideas man, man. Yeah. No, I mean I'm like <laughs> I, I'm not. There's other ideas people but but more like i'm like i get why the whole system works i understand the holistic nature of it but uh it's very good to have people who can say i heard what you said and i made this awesome thing that goes with it uh and it just it's like that every day in my office um that the people will say i came in i did some work last night in a spreadsheet i want you to look at it i think it's real different uh, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, whatever. And often it's really great, and I never would have thought. Like a lens. Yeah. Yeah. Do people uh, – I'm going to assume that you go to a lot of conventions. I do. I probably go to about 25 a year. Jesus, that's a lot more maybe, than I thought. Maybe 30. <laughs> um, so more than us. Do, um, uh, when you go to those conventions, what uh, what does it feel like for you when, it, when you see people, like a large group of people coming around to play your games? Oh, it's great. Uh, it's it's funny because um, if I'm walking around the convention by myself, um, maybe every five or ten minutes somebody will come up to me and say, "Oh, you're Mike Selinker. I, I love your games, whatever." Right? And that's great. Right? If I'm walking with my dog, it's every forty-five seconds. Hi, you got a beautiful dog. It's because they know my dog. They <laughs> oh, see my dog on the internet. <laughs> oh, right. your dog's in internet famous. Yeah, my that's dog great. Is, my dog. So they just like I'm just a face, but they go, "Oh, doggy. Oh, wait, I know that dog. Boom. Oh, you're you're that guy. You're that guy <laughs> who has the dog." And then then the conversation occurs. So I mean, it happens all the time. Um, uh, I don't generally interrupt people <laughs> when they're playing my game. Uh, like, I don't just sort of sit down and say, oh, hey, yeah, I see you're playing Betrayal. And I'll say, oh, but it, like it seems to be fun to see yeah. them playing it. Yeah. Um, but every now and then, you know, somebody will go boom, boom, and, 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 and poke the person next to them like, you're playing that guy's game. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty fun. Um, obviously, like I said, we make games to be played. So uh, if it didn't happen, we'd be probably doing it wrong. Uh, at, at these conventions, do you get pitched? People like, I have a game idea. How how do you deal with that? Because I know a lot of like uh, uh, um, uh, like script, like people who like directors, producers, yeah. stuff like that. They're like no submissions at all sort of thing. Screw that. Your job is to help people in your life. Nice. Um, so when somebody comes up to you and is in earnest need of help, your job is to help them. And so they say, 
I got this game. You know, I don't know where it is. Um, I, I don't usually have time to play their game because mm-hmm. uh, I have a million commitments. <laughs> but I always have time for a five-minute, you know, well, not always, but hopefully I have time for a five-minute <laughs> to sit down and say, okay, tell me what's just tell me what you're doing here. And uh, usually I can say something that gets them on a, a good path. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't believe. Look, uh, game mechanics can't be can't be uh, patented. Um, there's tons of ideas out there. Nobody's going to steal your stuff. Be be nice to folks, and and it'll pay you back later. I I have got game designers now um, who I gave like a chance once to do a thing, right? Um, like years and years ago. So, like, there's a guy named Jack Emmert who I published his, uh, I wrote a game called the Marvel Superheroes Adventure Game. I've done a lot of stuff with Marvel. And um and so uh and I uh he wanted to do an Avengers thing and I said, "Sure, do this thing for me." And he did it. And uh that paid for his first car. Nice. Which paid for his first Gen Con convention, <laughs> which paid for his first uh foray into making his own games, which paid for his first computer game, which paid for City of Heroes. Which oh, I fucking for, love that game. Which, <laughs> Holy which shit, I love that game. For him to be a freaking legend in the computer game yes. design community. Oh my god, that game was so good. And he credits, <laughs> I like that game too. Right, and he gives me credit for his career. God damn. Which is crazy because obviously he would have succeeded. On his own, right? Well, hey, no, man, Wizards Keep Games needs some games. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but, like, all of those experiences where you run into somebody for their first time, you know, ten years later, That's they're going to remember that moment. And uh, so you got one shot. You do it right. Yep. City Heroes, first form of instanced dungeons. Yeah, it was great. God, it was so good, too. Good you could just got to make your own dumb superhero. Yeah. I had. I mean, this was back when I was really into my uh, my new metal phase, so I made a, a guy who looked like the lead singer of Static X. Nice. <laughs> and, the, and the hair that popped up. That was and a good game. He had electrical powers. It was cool. <laughs> Mike, dude, like... It's just amazing that first off you're you're, you're from here. Yeah. You've you've come back here and spending a little time to impart wisdom. Coming down to Wizards Keep Games and uh, hanging out with us. Happy to, which was fantastic. Um, but even more than that, you come down here pretty often too. So I mean, if people want to come out and say, "Hey, you might yeah. be down here," yeah, seriously. I mean, uh, it's very cool to have a neighborhood game store. Um, it's. Uh, we want it to succeed. We want people to uh, try out the new games. Guybrush off the table. Um, uh, so I don't know if everybody knows, but this whole time I've had my dog in my lap. Your dog is so awesome, and he's been great. But now he's, he's chill. Like, but now he's like, that was an hour. <laughs> it's time to go for a Look, walk, man. Come know, on. I don't know what you people are doing, but it's not good. <laughs> There's no nobody's gaining. Anything. Normally, when you sit at a table like this, I can get in my bed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or, or there's food. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I'm big fans of Wizard Keep. I think people should come up here and check it out, play games, uh, uh, play. No. Oh, wow. That was exciting. Freedom that may dog. Have been the best end to a podcast. <laughs> that dog before. said, "No, I'm actually done." That dog left. The guy rushed, jumped off the table. Uh, uh, he took out Scott's beer. Or took out my beer. Yeah, was yours. Took out my. Beer. Um, is there a giant spill over there that I need to be aware of? Yeah, a little one, but we're, uh, we're it's all good. Uh, hey, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, just a little bit. So I think that might be Just a good excuse for us to. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, this is this. Mike. Where, where can people find Lone Shark Games? Uh, all of your games and uh, yourself online, man. Yeah, no worries. Um, so our, our company is uh, LoneSharkGames.com. L-O-N-E-S-H-A-R-K-G-A-M-E-S. Uh, we're we're Lone Shark Games on uh, Facebook. On Twitter, um, on Tumblr, we have our own website. You can sign up for our mailing list there, um, which is kind of entertaining. Um, <laughs> we uh, we uh, have uh, we're in every we're at every convention. You come find us, play games with us. We'd love to see you. Awesome! Thank you so much, Mike. No worries, guys. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com.